Hello, my dear friends, and thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode of the Homespun Podcast. This journey has been a long time coming already, even though it feels like we're only at the start of it. And I am so grateful to everyone who is tuning in and listening to me talk about what home means to me and why home is so important to me and to explore all the things that home can be for us and for our children and our partners as we move into this. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of time today to introduce myself and introduce uh, this topic and I am going to ask my wonderful husband to do a bit of a question and answer with you. He's going to kind of interview me to make this a little bit more conversational so you're not just listening to me talk. But to begin, I'll just tell you that I am first and foremost a wife, a mother to four outstanding creatures, a farmer, a farmer's wife, sometimes one, sometimes the other, it depends on the day, and the cultivator of our home, truly a homemaker is what I really wanted to be in my life. Even as a very young child, I would tell people, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would just say a mom is often told, well, you have to do something else. And I remember thinking, why? That's all I want to be. So I am so blessed and so grateful that that is what I spend the vast majority of my days being a maker of this amazing home that I get to share with my family. I have a university degree in German. I went to spend a year abroad in Germany when I was in university, and that kind of gave me the travel bug and really exposed me to a whole lot of other things. And it always felt important to me that I had a home to go back to. Like I remember feeling like that was what grounded me in my travels. After I got my Bachelor of Education, my husband and I went abroad to China and I remember again, just the sense of like knowing I had a home to go back to was so, so important to me. And even though I was married at that point and the home I kept envisioning was my childhood home because my husband and I hadn't yet set up a home of our own because we got married and then the next month we went to China, it still was important to me that I had a home to go back to. And that sense of, it gave me, it gave me a bit of a, a better sense of self and sense of comfort to have that and know that I could go back to it. I did have a teaching degree, and like I said, I remember wanting to only be a mom, and that was my main goal in life, but I was always told I should do something else. There's something else I was supposed to have to, to, to build up my family and everything, and so I did have a teaching degree, and I did have a teaching career. It wasn't a very long teaching career because it wasn't where my heart was, um, especially it was, it was very fulfilling, actually, until I had my first child. The first couple of years of my teaching career were very fulfilling, spending all this time with other people's children and getting to to share in their lives was it really was a magical experience but once I had my first child I didn't want to go and spend my days with someone else's children or many other people's children and drop my child off at daycare so I didn't work full-time very much because I tried to work my schedule around my husband's schedule so that our son at the time just we had the one son he spent as little time as possible in daycare And then shortly thereafter, we had our second child, and I just slowly started working less and less and less outside the home until it got to a point where I was only supply teaching the days that my husband was home. But that didn't even feel great because then he and I weren't spending much time together. So we weren't really cultivating the home life that I had always dreamed of and that I I longed for because we were trading off. And while that was what we needed to do at the time, I knew it wasn't where my heart was or what I wanted to do long term. So I was always looking for something else to do. And so I used my maternity leaves because I had a little bit more time because I wasn't 
you know, marking and going to work every day and everything, I had a little more time. So I used my maternity leaves to kind of try and find my passions. So I did, I did a little bit of network marketing, never seriously. And that kind of sparked my interest in, in the health and nutrition world. And then I ended up doing some time with traditional Chinese medicine. I did uh, enroll in a private institution that taught me um, nutrition and some um, herbology and acupressure. I mean, I did do some acupuncture, but I technically finished at the acupressure stage. And then I realized that that wasn't for me either, because as much as I dearly loved it, and I deeply loved that as a, a healing modality, I had no interest in spending so much time away from the home cultivating a client list and building a practice because that would just be more time away from home. And so I knew that that wasn't the path for me either. And I just kept going in all of these different directions. Everything was a non-starter because I knew that what I really wanted was to be home with my babies because by the time I did traditional Chinese medicine, I was now a mom of three. And finally enter real estate. I got my real estate license. I had my real estate license for a very short amount of time before the entire world changed in March of 2020. And I thought that real estate was it because I did, I do love houses and I felt like I could be part of other people's journey to building their home because I could help people find their dream home. And, you know, just seeing people light up when they found the perfect property was so fulfilling. But again, I slowly started to realize how very much time it would be away from my family and how hard it would be to schedule a life around real estate because you can't always control timelines and you can't always control deadlines. And so it wasn't, it was, even that wasn't really in alignment with what I wanted to do. Although it was mostly working from home, it was a lot of work at the time when I'd rather be free. I couldn't necessarily tailor my schedule to, to nap times around bedtimes when my husband could maybe take the children out for the afternoon I, so I still felt like I was going to miss too much. However, this is one of those moments where you really can see that everything is meant to happen in the way it happens because it was through real estate that I managed to move our family out of the city and into the country. I did the deal that sold our house in the city that moved us out to the country initially. And that was a really special, a really challenging, but a really special moment because it really felt like, like I was... I was really in control of, of moving us. Now, obviously it was a discussion that I, my husband and I had and we were on the same page about making the move, but the fact that I did the deal felt really like I was finally really cultivating that life that I wanted because we were moving out of the city, which was something I had wanted for a long time. We were moving to a property that I had found and I was in the driver's seat for a lot of that process with full support from my husband, but it was still me leading the process and that felt really, really good because I felt like I was finally doing what I wanted to do for my family and getting us out of the city. That was a short-lived move. We didn't actually last in that house very long because um, we moved at the very early stages of COVID and it turned out that that just wasn't the right move for us at that stage of our lives. We ended up moving again to a bigger property where we could do more with the property. And if I'm going to be honest, I always wanted to be Ma Ingalls. I wanted to, I wanted to have a log cabin in the woods where, you know, we had our animals and I had my dairy cow and we just had a really, in my head, simple, not necessarily easy, but a simple life. Like reading that passage in, I think it's Little House in the Big Woods, where she's talking about how she dyed the winter butter with carrot juice drippings. Like those are the, the magical moments that I just 
they light me up. And I always wanted that life. And I kind of felt like I was born in the wrong era. I mean, obviously I wasn't, I was born exactly when I was meant to, and I can still do a lot of those things now. So we did move to this bigger acreage. It's not massive, but it's bigger than what we ever had before. And here we were able to truly build that life that I've always wanted. We have more than one dairy cow now. We have bred and raised pigs. We have chickens and ducks. We have rabbits that we breed. Um, We have done so many things that I always wanted. And one memory that stands out in my mind that makes me think that, yes, this was worth it, is my youngest. About a year ago now, she came up to me and she knocked on the, the house and she had she just had the scowl on her face and she said, I don't want to live on a farm. But she had a chicken under one arm, a kitten tucked in one pocket and a baby bunny tucked in another pocket. And I just thought, I don't believe you for a second. And what magic this is. Like it just was exactly what I always wanted my life to be. I was there for her to have her moment, for her to unleash whatever she felt like unleashing while we were existing as a family providing for ourselves as much as we could in this beautiful life that I've always wanted to have. That moment really showed me that I am, I've become what I've always wanted. I am a homemaker. I'm not a housewife, but I'm a homemaker. I make and cultivate this home. I am a short order cook, which some days I hate it. But for the most part, when I step back, I love that I'm here to be able to, you know, influence and help them with all those little needs that they have. I am an educator. We, we home educate our family. And I mean, that was a journey in and of itself because my eldest two, they started in the school system and it didn't sit right with me. I remember taking my husband to a homeschool conference. My eldest was already in school, but baby number two, three, and four were born, but not in school yet. The youngest was on my chest in a carrier, this whole conference. And I just wanted him to see the vision that I had for our family of bringing even education back home and he just didn't see it. I remember leaving and being so full and so excited and saying to him, what do you think? And he was all kinds of positive and added the caveat for other people. I can see how other people can do this. I can see how this would be great for other families. And he just didn't yet share my vision. We did eventually pull the older two out of school. um, Then the younger two have never gone to school in a traditional brick and mortar system. And that to me is such a blessing as well that I get to be their primary influence because for me, that's why I had children is I wanted to be their primary influence and I wanted to be with them every step of the way and cultivate really strong relationships with them and be there to explore their passions with them. And I get to cultivate such a phenomenal world for them because as the home educator, I get to you know, cultivate the library and I get to help with their input. And I do appreciate their input, pick the curriculum we're going to use for math. And we get to decide that we prefer to principally unschool. And we got to pick a a forest school program for them to attend so that they get to spend two days being wildlings in the bush uh, under the care and control of someone else. And I just think that we've built this magical life through all of these very intentional steps that came from that came from trusting the journey. I mean, my interests are extremely diverse, which is why I've gone in so many different directions. And I just want them to be able to go in all of the different directions they want to. And what better way to do that than as a family from the home? 
I mean, our home library includes everything from how to skin an animal to what Marker of Cerulius was meditating on to ancestral recipes. It, it covers everything that I could think of. And they do pull the books and like, you know, every day every, as a family, we do spend some time reading and it's not uncommon for one of them to pull out an encyclopedia to look up something during their reading time to really fuel their curiosity. And I just think that that's such a blessing that I get to be part of that for them. And then the fact that we get to be in charge of our own health and well-being because we are raising so much of our own food and the food that we're not raising for ourselves, we get to, to trade with local other farmers for, and we get to be in charge of every aspect of our life, even the bits that we outsource, like we're in control of which bits we want to outsource, like the forest school program where they go. We get to choose that that's the best fit for our family because we have put home and family first. And that is exactly what I feel like I was always meant to do. And those are the main things that I want to bring forward in this podcast are the ways that we can have our family freedom. For me, that has meant home educating our family. For me, that has meant farming and using food as medicine. Those are, those are all blessings that are important to me. But I want to explore all kinds of other, other areas um, from you know the ways that we can take care of our family in every aspect to bring family back home and bring family and home life back to the forefront and create a sense of safety and security for our children. So that is the goal with this podcast is to explore all the ways we can improve our home-based lives. And that doesn't mean you have to be home around the clock. That's not for everyone, but home can still be the focus even when we aren't in the home. I mean, like I said, when I was in Germany and China, I, what grounded me was knowing that I had a home to come home to, a place that was safe, a place for landing. So I just want to improve our home-based lives and be inspired to keep home at the focus of our lives. That's my mission with this podcast is to explore all the ways that we can do that. And now we're joined by Andrew, who has some questions for me to help you get to know me a little bit better. So let's see where he takes us. Hi, everyone. It's Andrew here. Um, Catherine, thanks for letting me be a part of this. Um, I, yeah, I hope that everyone here gets to know Catherine a bit better because she's amazing. So Catherine, why is home so important to you? Hmm. To me, home is everything. It's where we, in theory, spend most of our time. It's where we raise our families. It's where, it's where everything starts. It's at the end of a long trip, the place that you can't wait for to get back home to, where your most comfortable bed is, where you know where the, you know, favorite, your favorite spoon is. It's where, as the old saying goes, you hang your hat. It's just the, the start of, of life. And so it's just, it's so important to have a good experience there because that to me sets you up for everything. Yeah. The, uh, coming home part. Uh, I'll never forget our trip down to Florida and we just both couldn't wait to get home after that 24 hour nonstop 27. 27. Oh geez. 27 hour nonstop with four children, uh, trip home. Um, cause we didn't want to stop and spend the night and we just couldn't wait to get home. Oh yeah. And it felt so good to get home. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so how did you end up on a farm in the Kootenays? 
Mm. That was you. That was you. I wanted to move out east. Um, I wanted to move like to Nova Scotia, mostly because everything is just so cheap out there, and you wanted mountains. So yeah, I did. We took your sister's advice that this is the best place in the mountains, and here we are. Okay, and uh, what's your favorite part of living where we do? I have a hard time thinking of one thing. Um, I don't know if it's here so much as just the life that we've built here. I just really like, uh, I like that it's we're really like family oriented and we do everything as a unit here. Um, and we've been blessed to have both the space and the opportunity to do everything as a family. We also have built just an incredible community. I can't believe how many connections we've made in just two short years. And I just feel so blessed by the community we found out here. So um, I don't know if it's geography, but the people and the opportunity to create this life is the best part. Yeah. And I like the mountains. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's your favorite thing to do at home? Be. <laughs> I'm not very good at sitting still and uh, just existing, but it is my favorite thing that I can actually just like let everything fall away and just take it all in. Um, I'm working really hard at accepting, you know, messes and chaos so that I can just take a moment to just breathe. But um, currently one of my favorite things is to just step out back and look at the mountains in the back and just kind of stand and kind of take it all in. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Now, getting away from home, what's your favorite place in the world outside of home? I like going to my parents' house, <laughs> which is still kind of going home, so I guess if I can't say that. Yeah, I just I like being around family, so if I can't say going there, like my favorite place that I've ever traveled to. Good, yeah. Because that was just an extension of home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> My favorite place away from home is still home. Um, I guess the two places that came to mind first were the Dragon's Backbone Rice Terraces outside Guilin in China. Just so beautiful. and Breathtaking. Yeah. And I'm so glad we did that when we were younger because I feel like I would be a little bit scared because you're so out in the middle of nowhere there now. Mm -hmm. And um, Budapest. I just, I thought Budapest was so cool when I was there. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm a little jelly. I haven't been there. Um, all right. One thing you wish you could do or were better at, you know? uh, things you related to clothing. Like I wish I could sew or knit or crochet or something at more than just a basic level. Like I can sew a relatively straight seam on something. I can sew a button back on, I can knit a dishcloth, but I wish that I could, I wish that I would make the time to master those skills a little bit better. Those are things that I really wish I could do better. Yeah, I wish that for both of us because I am a <laughs> terrible seamstress and uh, it would be very nice. <laughs> like when your mother came to visit and she sewed my glove. <laughs> the glove that had been sitting there for months. And the thing about that is I actually could have sewn that, but it's just like getting it out and doing it, man. Yeah. It's just not, I don't make the time for it. I should, I want, I want to, I should say should, I want to. Okay. Um, so, Catherine, do you ever tire from being, you know, at home most of the time? No. 
I know I really like being home I like watching my kids play I like making food I, li- I like being here I mean I it's definitely nice to leave and be around friends and um, build community and enjoy those things but um, honestly if anything I feel like I would like to do a little less leaving and a little more staying there's I, I just I've I never thought of myself as a home body as a young in my younger years but I really I feel like I'm leaning that way these days and I just really like being here and doing home things mm-hmm. yeah um you know sometimes it does feel like we are away from the home a bit much you know with little errands or you know the children's uh, extracurriculars but um yeah being home is nice and um so I guess I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind when I say the word home? What does it mean to you? It is a comfortable, safe space full of love and joy and family. Um, to me, it's not a building. It's it's family and a state of mind. It's just the, the comfort and the the joy, like when I, when you say that, the first thing that comes to mind is just sitting on a couch with a cup of tea, watching the children around me, interacting with them or reading to them or playing a game with them, sure, but mostly just like watching everyone be in whatever season they're in, enjoying whatever matters to them in that moment and just appreciating that for what it is and letting those things flourish and grow. Wow. Amazing. So there you have it, everyone. A little bit more about me with a little bit of prompting from Andrew. So Andrew, thanks for joining us and asking those questions. And I look forward to everyone joining us for the next episode. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone.